Cairo for Moms podcast is a podcast dedicated towards women and children. We will be sharing tips, tricks, and stories from the clinic that may help you navigate your daily life of being a mom, a woman, and all that that entails. If you'd like to catch up on happenings at the clinic, along with highlights of other episodes, you can check out our Instagram, at Cairo for Moms and at Cairo for Kids. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Motherhood Weekly. I'm Dr. Kayla, and today I am here with Jessie, and she is going to tell us about her sweet daughter, Rose, um, and she also has a candle company. And when I first found out about her candle company, I like totally geeked out, and we'll get into that. But okay, thank you for joining us. <laughs> yeah, I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Okay, so tell our listeners here a little bit about when you brought Rose in, kind of what was going on, um, because she has some really good success and I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. Um, it's a cool looking back. It's a cool story because things were uncovered that I wasn't anticipating. Um, so I had planned on getting her adjusted when I was pregnant. I knew I wanted to get my babies adjusted. I was as a baby, my background is love chiropractic, all that good stuff. So it was natural for me to book an appointment. Little did I know I was going through some breastfeeding issues. Um, so in my mind, I'm like, perfect. This will help with like head rotation and all that kind of stuff. And the brilliance of Dr. Kayla steps oh, yeah. in <laughs> <laughs> and um, come to find out she had ties and you were the first person who asked me about it. I had obviously seen my pediatrician a number of times at that point. Um, I had talked to a lactation consultant through my primary doctor, um, and that was never talked about. So uh, when I was telling you just chatting, and then you looked at her um, and assessed her, that was like the first time that ties were even brought to my attention as a potential issue. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, that and was I'm gonna stop you right there for a second and just tell like so we talk a lot about on our social media which a lot of people are on our social media too um but we talk a lot about ties and you know I even had this conversation with Jesse the other Dr. Jesse the other day I was like like what I as a provider sometimes I feel like all I'm doing is assessing a tie right and it's because these babies are coming to us and they're still having issues that no that somebody else has missed right and there's a huge, I just want to clarify again for our listeners, because there is a huge disconnect in the way that Western medicine describes a tie and views a tie and the way that we on the more holistic side kind of do a tie. And there is a huge difference in what a lactation consultant in a clinical setting does and views than a lactation outside of clinical setting. Um, and it's, uh, it's frustrating. It's unfortunate. Um, but that's just the reality. So, yeah. And I was actually a little bit naughty and I wanted to put my pediatrician to the test. So the next time that I saw her, I asked her about it and she did just kind of brush it off and called it cosmetic, which confused me. Cause I was like, what's cosmetic about the inside of your mouth? I don't get what that means. Um, and then teeth. I, like, we're not talking about her teeth here. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, and then I kind of called her out and was like, well, I actually saw a chiropractor. And at that point I had, um, gone and met with Dr. Lervik, who you suggested the pediatric dentist, and she confirmed it. 
And so I was able to have two kind of background, doctor backgrounds to support it. And she was like, whoa. And she kind of did this big back step, um, which was interesting, you know, because I just think it showed that she was like, didn't, not that she was wrong, but just that she was like speaking to something that she wasn't trained on or super, super familiar with. Yeah. And that, you know, again, it's not their fault because they right. don't know what they don't know. Right. But um, it's the reality is, is that we're all born with a tie. It's just a matter of, is it causing issues and what's the end goal here? Right. Um, and so that's, you know, we, every day we are collaborating here as to who we can reach, which pediatricians can we talk to? What can we do to get the best result for our mutual patients? So that's really what it's about from our standpoint too. So, um, okay. So keep, keep going. Yeah. So, um, how old was Rose when she, when you saw Dr. Lerbeck? She was, uh, I think three months. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I had, I'm so, I have to give myself a little bit of credit because a I, lot of credit. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I wanted to breastfeed so bad and it was a huge goal of mine. Yeah. Um, and there's so much support for formula. And I love that. Like, that's amazing. That group needs to be supported and I'm pro formula, but I was pro breastfeeding and I'm like, I just don't want to give up. And there wasn't a ton of support, um, about like working through it, you know? So I just stuck to my guns and followed my gut instinct and, um, just kept trying. And so like two, three months of just painful. It was, so yeah. Bad. <laughs> and then after her revision with Dr. Lerbeck, it was my first time having a pain-free breastfeeding experience. I didn't know that it was a thing. I'm like, okay, this is the deal. You just have, it hurts a little bit, but it gets better. Um, and so to have that pain-free session was just like the hallelujah chorus. <laughs> it was so good everything. I know. And, you know, and I've been there, um, you know, not to turn this around on me, but like, I was there with my first, I, two months, I cried every single time I would nurse almost. And like, you just like grin and bear it for like the first 15, 20 seconds. And then it gets a little better. Um, but yeah, it's like, thankfully I had the right resources where we were and it's, you know, I'm so proud of you though, for pushing through because there has to be another way, right? Like, right this isn't the norm is that it's just painful for mom. And these issues are normal for kids to have, you know, they're common, but they're not normal. So yeah. And she's doing amazing. I saw her last week. She's so good, happy. So I love that. Okay. So aside from being an awesome mother who advocated for something for your child and yourself, you're also an entrepreneur and I don't even know how the conversation started. So most of the listeners here know that I um, have a functional medicine practice aside from working at this amazing place. Um, And so I'm super into environmental factors like air quality. I don't burn a lot of candles because they're toxic, right? So when you told me that you had a candle company, I was like, okay, here we go. Here's a candle company. And then you're like, it's beeswax. I was like, praise Jesus. (laughs) I mean, seriously. Yes, because it's the purest and cleanest form to burn, right? So you give us this spiel and tell, and then we'll talk about entrepreneur mom life too, because there's, um, we want some, some education there and some advice too. Um, so yeah. So tell us about your candles. 
Yeah. So um, actually, this month is my one year anniversary. That's exciting. Yeah. Um, I was the same. I'm like a constant candle burner, like all day, every day, always loved it. Really started wanting to clean out my home. Couldn't find a candle on the market that I loved for exactly the reasons you're talking about. So toxic. Yeah. Um, and if it's something that you're continue, continually ingesting, it was like a huge red flag for me. So yeah. I just decided to make them. Turns out a lot of people uh, also were looking for candles. So I started a business and it's been going really, really well. And I love what I do. But really the, the breakdown is that, um, like you said, beeswax is the pretty much only clean burning wax that you can find. It's completely all natural, of course. Um, but everything from, of course, paraffin, we know all about that, that's ucky. Um, but even soy and coconut, those are both refined waxes. So they release toxins as well. And then what I found out um, where a lot of the toxin comes from is actually the wick and yeah. the so we have the wax that's causing issues. We have artificial fragrances. Mm -hmm. um, and if you have dipped a toe into the pool of fragrance and even just done a very basic Google search, tons of research comes back about, particularly in the US, um, the lack of regulation around using that word and all the chemicals. There's thousands that can be labeled as fragrance or perfume. Um, and then the wicks. So oftentimes they have a metal core, which is oftentimes lead. So you don't want that. And they have a chemical coating on them as well that helps with burn time and keeping the structure nice and stiff, things like that. Okay. So I was like, all right, I found a local uh, Minnesota beekeeper that I get my wax from. So it's like, beautiful and fresh and it smells like just the teeniest bit like honey which is amazing. yeah so I do offer just a pure beeswax candle that just has that really nice light scent to it yeah. um, and then I use essential oils um and again that's like a really deep pool <laughs> of information um but it's really great for stress relief and helping with headaches yeah um, and then a pure cotton wick so there's no chemical coating there's no core to it um and then I also wanted to try and be as environment environmentally friendly as possible so I do recycled jars recycled glass jars um oh. and cork lids so yeah it's called candle. yeah say it one more time because it cut out yeah crane candle co I love it so you can find her on Etsy and then if you're local to Minnesota Tell us some of the different places that you sell. Yeah, so I can be found in Osseo at a place called Thistle and Threads. It's the cutest little shop. Um, I'm also at both Minnesota Makers locations. Um, there's one in Excelsior and then there's one in Plymouth. Um, and then also a massage parlor. Her name is April Bissett. So she is also entrepreneurial. So I love that, but I'm in her lobby. Do a little self-pampering, get a massage by- Absolutely. Myself. Sounds like heaven. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So give us, um, because you started this before you had Rose. So yeah. give us um, 
what's one piece of advice that you, cause you were pregnant with Rose. Right. So well, I was, it before I was pregnant. Sorry, before you're pregnant. Okay. Yeah. I can't do the math. I've never been good at that. Um, start, tell us a piece of advice that you would give to somebody who is kind of wanting to dabble in that entrepreneur, mompreneur life, um, or has like, just give us a little bit of insight too. And like what that looks like as a mom, as an entrepreneur too. Yeah. Sorry, that was kind of a loaded question. No, that's, that's a really (laughs) good question though, because I think I had tried entrepreneurship in the past. Um, it was something I had always wanted to do, but I think what really turned the key for me with crane candle is that it was something that was personal to me and that I was actually passionate about. So entrepreneur life is not easy. It's a 24 seven, you know, all in big risk, big reward. What other catchphrase can I use? (laughs) Um, but if you aren't personal with your product or your service, it will die. And I, I'm not saying that to scare people away from doing it. You should, you know, test drive different things if that's what you want to do. But the reason that my things had failed in the past was because I was like, I want to be an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Didn't have anything that I was passionate about. So I was trying different things without having any heart in it. Yeah. Um, so on the hard days, when you care about the thing, it gets you through. So especially being a new mom, it was something that I was like, okay, now I have this thing that is my whole heart in this baby. How am I going to separate business from home life, mixing the two, balancing the two? What is that going to look like? Um, But because I was so passionate about my project, it was a little bit easier for me to compartmentalize schedule and feel like I was giving the proper attention to my new baby, but also not letting um, my business take too much of a back seat where it was able to still grow and, you know, putting in the appropriate hours. Um, I've interviewed a lot of people and that might've been the best advice that I've heard. And I don't know if I needed to hear that. I might've needed to hear that. <laughs> But it's so true because like, you know, I know what you're saying with like, you want the entrepreneur life and then you get into it and you're like, holy nuggets, how am I going to do all of this? How am I going to keep everything going? Um, And on the good days, it's really good and it's fun and you feel that passion. And so, yeah, it's holding on to that. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. We could talk for hours. I know that like we should get coffee sometime. Um, But we ordered some candles. I can't wait to test them out. <laughs> um, and yes, Crane Candle Co. She's on Instagram too, Etsy shop, or if you're local to Minnesota, the Minnesota Makers and continue to look, keep the lookout because yeah, going to do big things. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure to see you, talk to you and look forward to the next time. <laughs> awesome. Thanks so much for having me. All right. Thanks everybody. And stay tuned for another episode of motherhood weekly. Thank you for listening to another episode of motherhood weekly. Stay tuned for new episodes.